been searching for a podcast that shows up in your nightmares. One that shakes you to your core. Look no further. This is the Eerie Parlor. Short stories inspired by urban legends, real life experiences, folk tales, or nightmares. Take your seat and help yourself to the refreshments. Now we begin. Here's your host, Lady of the Woods. Welcome to the Eerie Parlor. I'm your host for tonight. Please take a seat and enjoy your complimentary tea. Wait, honey, is something troubling you? You're as white as a sheet. Honestly, I, I think I'm losing my mind. I mean, really, this is going to make no sense. I... I know this is going to sound really stupid, but I really don't know what to do. Okay. Um, okay. So, have you ever heard someone take a step right after you while you were walking? But when you turned around, there was no one there. Like the sound of walking down a long, empty hallway, your steps echoing into an almost instant replica of your own, delayed by only a second. Well, that happened to me last night. At least, I think it did. Ever since I was a child, I've always been a light sleeper. It was always attributed to my anxiety and made school very difficult for me, but ever since adopting Pebbles, I've had to become used to bumps in the night that cats can make. She helps tremendously to calm me on my most anxious days, and in return I allow her to roam about the house at night, so I was no stranger to waking from a dead sleep, from a thump on the floor, or clanking of porcelain during our first days together. Having her around made me feel a little safer, a listening ear to all my worries. After a while, it's almost like your body tunes out the sounds you recognize. They blend into the background, melting into the rhythmic choir of nighttime sounds until you become deaf to them. Having pebbles around helped me in more ways than one, and I was sleeping through most nights, undisturbed. But what woke me up last night was different. And the same? It was almost familiar. Just enough for my brain to turn on of its own accord. I couldn't sleep once I heard it. My eyes shot open, scanning the black nothingness before me for a moment before adjusting to the darkness. 
I could see the layout of my bedroom unchanged as when I went to sleep. Although, <laughs> the familiar lump of brown and orange that lay on my vanity chair every night was no longer there. I waited for the noise to happen again, closing my eyes to focus on every sound. The owls, hooting, the refrigerator humming, the fan blade spinning, nothing unusual. I began to wonder if it was part of a dream, when suddenly it happened again. A faint scratching on the wooden floor outside my room. Once you've had a pet so long, you swear you could recognize them by their breathing alone. Almost like your brain catalogs all the sounds they make. But this sounded different than normal. With longer sounding strides and longer pauses between each scratch. Quite a contrast from Pebble's standard scratching. I began to panic slightly. Maybe she's just digging through something. I had left some laundry piled on the floor for sorting, full of all kinds of smells she'd love to investigate. Upon remembering, <laughs> I immediately felt silly. It must be Pebbles making her normal night rounds through the house. As relieved as I was, I still needed to sleep. The adorable bastard will have plenty of time in the morning to sift through the laundry. I sat up, slid on my slippers, and made my way over to the bedroom doorway. I peeked my head out the door, hoping to catch the little bugger in the act, but saw no one at my laundry pile. Still sitting there, undisturbed, at the end of the hall. Bewildered, I moved a little farther out, sweeping my eyes across the floor so as not to step on the poor girl. Her dark fur tends to blend in with the floorboards and has led to an accidental kick or two during midnight bathroom trips. I finally spotted the familiar fur ball sleeping on the top of the stairs. Confused, I made my way over to where Pebbles was napping. The vibrations of my steps on the floorboards were enough to rouse her out of sleep. She looked back at me and meowed, <laughs> seeming surprised to see me awake at such a late hour. It calmed me a bit to see her. She rose up, arching her back into a deep stretch. I bent down to her level to pet her. She flitted her tail about and rubbed into my hand, purring, just as she always does. I wrote off the scratches, thinking maybe she was twitching in her sleep and kneading the floor or something. She certainly had some vivid enough dreams before. <laughs> she plopped herself back down, exposing her belly. The trap all cat parents know and fall for. I reached to give her tummy a scratch, and I felt it. 
someone breathing on me. Hot, damp air grazing the nape of my neck. I froze. Goosebumps erupted, every hair on my body standing tall. I was paralyzed by utter confusion and fear. How could someone sneak up on me in such a creaky house? I stayed crouched, not daring to move. My head was spinning, questioning if what I felt was real, while simultaneously planning pebbles in my escape. The air conditioner was on. Maybe it was that. But what I felt was not the chilly, dry air of my age back. At least, I'm pretty sure. What if I'm just psyching myself up, letting my anxiety run rampant? Maybe I'm wrong. I have to see. I took a breath and spun around. No one. I looked around me, focusing on any wall or corner a person could have run behind. Nothing stood out. I felt relief flush over me. My muscles relaxed. I unclenched my jaw. I didn't even know it was clenched. That's when I heard another sound. I quickly turned in the direction of the sound. It sounded like footsteps, but no one was there. Pebbles was gone. Thinking Pebbles had scampered off to chase something, I got up and followed the sound I was hearing. I got to the end of the hall when I heard the scratching again. This time, it was overhead. When I looked up at the ceiling, I started to see scratches appearing in a row, going towards the office. Terrified, I started walking faster. I passed my parents' room, and seeing them sound asleep, I continued towards my brother's room. The scratches had continued all the way up to his door, and I started to panic, so I took a deep breath. I was so scared. That's when I heard someone whisper to me, I quickly turned my head, terrified of what I would find. It was my father. His voice rang out in the dark as he asked me why I had gotten out of bed. I told him that I couldn't sleep, confused at how quickly he had gotten out of the bed. He told me to come with him and reached his arms out to pull me into a hug. I noticed that he smelled different, almost like he'd been outside for a while. Confused, I followed him downstairs and into the kitchen. That's when I heard my mom's voice at the top of the stairs. She sounded annoyed and was asking why I was making so much noise outside. As I heard her start to come down the stairs, I felt my father's hand tightly grip my shoulder. I looked up to see that he was grimacing. I had never seen his face like that before. As my mother steps into the kitchen and looked at my dad, terror completely overtook her face. She demanded to know who my father was and what he was doing in our house. 
That is when she rushed in between us, grabbed my hand, and pulled me behind her, shielding my body. Suddenly, my dad's body leaped in the air, as if yanked by an invisible force. My mother and I screamed as this happened, watching as his body started to twist and his bones started to, to snap. Just after his neck broke, he whispered, I will take you home soon. Just as it uttered its last word, his body turned into a viscous, dark liquid and dropped with a thud on the kitchen floor. It quickly seeped into the cracks of the hardwood, leaving a visible black mist as it left. That's when my mother screamed again. I turned to see that she was standing up with her face towards the ceiling. All the color had left from her face and she was wet from tears. I asked her if she was okay, but she looked at me sleepily and confused. She had no recollection of what had happened. I told her that dad was dead and that we had to call someone for help. She told me not to joke about things like that and that everything was okay. My dad had not even come home yet because he had to stay overnight to make a huge order at our family's tailor shop. When he came home in the morning, I tried to tell him what happened, but he didn't believe me. I feel scared to go home, whatever that thing was. It's going to come back for me, and I don't know what to do. <sighs> Stella. <sighs> it sounds like you might have had contact with a psychopomp, the distant relative of a shadow shifter. It's a good thing your mother was there. A mother's love is a powerful thing. Where did Pebbles go after this debacle? You don't know. I see. Okay. I want you to take this necklace and wear it all the time. Only take it off once it turns completely black and then throw it into the sea. If you are still having problems, I want you to come see me again with your mother. Don't worry, honey. Everything is going to be fine. Now run along and please remember to stay on the path with the wisteria trees on your way home. Good night, Stella. Okay, I will, but how did you know my name? I, I never told you. Oh, would you look at the time? Goodbye! You've been listening to the Eerie Parlor. Our mission is to terrify you, <laughs> electrify, and rock you to your core. Each episode is a short horror story inspired by urban legends, real-life experiences, folk tales, or nightmares. It's what we do. Join us next time, but in the meantime, find us on Instagram at The Eerie Parlor. You survived another episode. Next time, you may not be so lucky. Yeah. <laughs>